Even dialogue-heavy movies require great direction. Today I'm talking about women talking. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about uh, a recent Oscar nominee and also Best uh, Adapted Screenplay winner, Women Talking, uh, a film written and directed by Sarah Pauly. Um, if you haven't, uh, if you like this or you've heard of this movie, I also highly recommend uh, her documentary called Stories We Tell. Uh, Sarah Pauly, in general, I think is very, very talented. And that's partially what this episode is going to be about, because there was some um, controversy over certain snubs and just certain things that I've noticed uh, happening within um, awards um, circles, especially when it comes to the director's chair. So without further ado, let's get started. When Oscar season rolls around, there's a lot of articles and debate about which actors, movies, and directors were snubbed. For instance, if a movie is nominated for Best Picture, Best Original or Adapted Screenplay, and includes an acting nomination as well, it's weird for the director to miss the cut, regardless of which film or director wins the final award. For the 2023 Oscars, the most discussed snub was directing for Sarah Pauly, who directed today's Best Picture nominee and the Best Pl- Screen- Adapted Screenplay winner, Women Talking. So today, I'm going to go into why this movie is so effective, and also how it plays into the biases and overcorrections that have wormed their way into the Best Director category. Based on the novel of the same name and a real-life incident involving an isolated religious community, the film follows a group of Mennonite women who are discussing what to do after discovering a decades-long practice of drugging and sexually assaulting the community's women by the men. Needing to make a decision before the men return, the women weigh their options between fighting, staying silent, or leaving. So Women Talking is sadly a movie that feels destined for relevance for years to come. As you might expect, the movie can be treated as a direct metaphor for the discussions women have and have had for years regarding what to do about the violence men inflict upon them, and the various feelings and reactions it raises up in them, and how community with other women is vital to their survival. The core of the film is each woman offering up their own perspective and experience, and either shaping or reshaping what they want to do based on these discussions. We have Claire Foy's Salome on the stay and fight end, Rooney Mara's Ona as the one who seems the most open and free in discussion, and Jesse Buckley's Marish, who seems dead set against doing anything but staying, but also hasn't left the discussion as other women did. What's so impressive is how the script bounces back and forth between these perspectives and arguments so naturally while peppering in difficult revelations from the women, either regarding the abuse they or their children have suffered or their greatest fears. Not only that, but the film touches on sensitive issues like a transgender man who takes care of the children and tries to aid the women and will only respond to his new name, and the only man who we truly see in the movie, Ben Wishaw's kind schoolteacher, doesn't guide their conversation. He only offers up information when asked. And based on that, I think it's easy to imagine this movie as a glorified stage play, since most of the discussion occurs in one barn, and as such, also makes it easy to ignore the directing that accompanies a series of very strong performances from the cast. So let's get into why directing a movie like this is harder and more impactful than you might expect including shot selection, blocking, and camera movement. 
In dialogue-heavy movies, especially ones that feature conversations between two characters, the job of a director can be taken for granted. The traditional shot selection for scenes like this is a combination of shot-reverse-shot, aka showing one person talking, then flipping to the other person who is reacting and or talking, and then wide shots to show both characters in profile. But women talking doesn't have two characters speaking. It has anywhere between eight to ten characters engaging with the conversation at a time. Which means that the shot selection not only needs to cover every single person speaking and reacting, but also mentally prep the audience for what's coming next within the conversation. So if Claire Foy is speaking and Jesse, Jesse Buckley is prepping a retort, we need to see both Foy dig into her speaking bits and also Buckley's physical wind-up to respond, while also gauging how every other character in the room is responding to what Foy is saying. And the angles you choose to show each of these women in is going to help define their character. So when Buckley speaks over her shoulder and Foy gets in someone's face or yells, the camera placement and movement is going to determine how said performances are received by the audience, either as aggression, anger, or defensiveness. As much as I love movie adaptations of a stage play like Death Trap or Sleuth, they don't do this. They tend to get as much coverage as they like and let the actors in blocking tell the story and let it play out as much like a play as possible. So why would this get taken for granted? My best guess is the newfound emphasis on technical challenge. So there have been a lot of Oscar snubs, both in nominations and winners, but one of the biggest came at the 1999 award ceremony when Shakespeare in Love beat out Saving Private Ryan for Best Picture. However, Steven Spielberg did win Best Director, because regardless of how you felt about either film, it was hard to deny how difficult it was to put together sequences like the Omaha Beach Landing or the Final Firefight. It was a massive technical undertaking that Spielberg pulled off incredibly well. And since then, there have been a lot more splits between Best Director and Best Picture that could be argued thanks to the technical challenges of the material like the simulated long take or natural lighting of something like The Revenant, or the Technicolor musical flourishes in La La Land versus Moonlight. And I'll admit, I'm a sucker for this logic from time to time, and have just as much appreciation for long takes, simulated long takes, and unique approaches to capturing action on screen. Even Michael Bay's use of drone shots in Ambulance was intriguing to me. But would that make women talking better or more impactful? In my opinion, no. Because part of why women talking works is this style of direction. Something that Sarah Polly clearly understands about the material is that the women in the film do not have power. Their lives have been dictated by men for as long as they can remember. They cannot even read or write. And one of the easiest ways to feel that oppressive atmosphere is to put them in a single location, not even a room, a barn no less, to reinforce metaphorically how the men view them, and to hash out what they're going to do next. Subconsciously, you're being told that this is the only safe space for those women, amongst each other, removed from the men's world. Because as soon as they leave, danger follows. This is then reinforced with selective flashbacks to the aftermath of these assaults, where the women remember waking up with injuries, or what they've already tried to do to defend themselves with no regard. We don't see need to see anything. We already know what happened, and it's a given that it's awful and it doesn't need to be overly stylistic to get that point across. It also means that this rebellion truly feels like a rebellion, like an oppressed people fighting back the only way they know how, together, secretly. While you can debate for ages whether or not Sarah Polly should have been nominated, there's no denying that her direction and vision for this story is a perfect match, and that should be celebrated.
This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, with the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.